Beginner's call. This is your beginner's call. Will all show beginners please make their way to the studio? Tonight's performance of Overstudies is about to begin. Hello and welcome to a brand new but slightly different edition of Overstudies. Yes, we've got something very, very different in store for you, but hopefully just as exciting and just as chaotic, hopefully. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Hopefully there will be all the chaos that you um, know and love. Um, I'm still Charlie. I'm still Becky. And we are the Overstudies. Um, but instead of coming to you over the airwaves, we are now coming to you via a podcast. Ooh, magic. Magic excitement um hopefully this is gonna work hopefully um because it's something new for us yeah um we're used to talking about musical theater into a microphone but now we have to talk about musical theater into a microphone without the benefit of any songs yeah that's gonna be the weirdest part i think is not having the songs to then like show as an example of what we mean i don't think it'd be us if we didn't just like go for it and just hope for the best it wouldn't be overstudies without a bit of chaos would it so if you were tuning in for the very first time and you were going what on earth are these two on about who are the overstudies what have they done before well we'll take you on a little trip down the last almost year of what we've been doing. Yes. I mean, the first thing to say would be thank you for finding us if this is the first time of you joining us because well done. Um, (laughs) That's an achievement in itself. Um, But yeah, where do we even start when it comes to overstudies? January, I suppose. Um, So we, well, not even then, probably before then, January the year before. Oh yeah, because this has been bubbling away in the background for a little bit. So like I say, my name's Charlie. I'm Becky. And we are frenemies. Oh, is that what we are Best frenemies. Best frenemies. Yeah, I'll take that. Nonetheless, frenemies. Not a couple. Um, (laughs) Just to clarify, not a couple. Just getting it in early. Yeah, no, it's it's worth doing to be fair. Um, (laughs) And... We love theatre for the sake of loving theatre, I think, is is what we kind of say about ourselves. Yeah, that is our our brand in a way is that we are very, yeah, we just, we just like, like theatre. That's, that's what we're all about. We're, you know, just go have a good time, go to appreciate the art, the music, anything that is involved with theatre. Staging. St- anything. Yeah. We love it. Um, You know, we will go and see a show because it, it's something to do you know we have our favorite shows and we'll be talking about those a little bit later on in the episode um but equally you know we'll go and see something and we might not like it but that's the whole point that's the whole point of it you know you've got to having your favorite shows is great but you've got to go and see a whole kind of broad range of different types of shows as well you know it's not just musical theater but it's also straight plays comedies opera um immersive experiences you know anything kind of performing artsy is is in in scope for for us and what we do yeah i Um, mean i'm even a big fan of seeing dance shows i've not been to one for a long time but give me a give me a well choreographed routine and i am sold yeah um and it was this this love this joy really that made us start over studies because we were having a chat and we were like we want to do something with this we want to kind of um show the world our love and our passion and meet other people as well i suppose and i think it's safe to say we've we've certainly achieved that over the last year of meeting people and um discovering all manner of different stuff that actually we wouldn't have seen as well were it not for creating overstudies yeah and i think as well it kind of 
we spent the conversations that we have as part of overstudies historically, we were having it anyway and having like, we'd have evenings where we'd just sit and talk about this one particular moment in one particular scene. And we'd be like, actually, we could do something with this. We're having a lot of quite intellectual conversations here that could become something more. And now this is where we're at. This is Overstudies 2.0, I guess. Um, So... Like I say, we at first we were like, how do we do this? What do we do? And we thought maybe we could make it a blog. I know we spoke about um, kind of doing like more vlogging video, visual content. Then we went podcast. And then we went, actually, we've got the opportunity to do it as a radio show. Yes. Um, on a community FM station. So we did that for 29 shows. Oh, so close to 30 we though. We did 29 shows. Um, Technically, you did 29 shows. No, did you did 28, 28 shows. And I did what, like? probably 24 maybe because i just i was the brains you weren't gonna do it at first though no no but apparently i'm pretty decent at it so you know (laughs) um and yeah we did that for six months had had an absolute blast of a time to be honest like loved it just such a a different experience something completely new to me you've had a lot of experience working with radio yeah um but for me it was completely new i'd never done anything like that before and i think i love to talk which is is a shock to everyone i'm sure um but sometimes it's just easier to say your thoughts instead of writing them down because when i write something it can be a bit incoherent until someone tells me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but that was it though, is, you know, we, we kind of wanted, had an idea of what we wanted to do, but the show very much evolved as we as we went with it. And But it was also an opportunity to discover so many new shows, as I, as I kind of already mentioned, but also we got to speak to some incredible people as oh, well. Yes, um, we so had, many. We um, had interviews with uh, May Tether, who's currently in Heather's. Yes. Uh, Katie McKnight, who was in Heather's at the time. There's a theme here. Um, but has since starred in oh, all manner of things, to be honest. Like everything. Um, she was in Lyft, <laughs> one of my shows of the year that we will be talking about, not in this episode. We might touch on Lyft in this episode, actually. Um, we had two of the three tight lads on. Um, yes. We spoke to Chesney Fawkes Porter and Jordan Donnelly. Yes. And But also, you know, we, we got to go and see press nights. We got to go... Um, and see some shows that have been on our list for a very, very long time through it. We've got some really like exclusive opportunities, really. Yeah. And it's just been a very exciting experience to kind of see this little project and see it grow into yeah. what it is now. Um, and then kind of over the summer, you know, we were getting a bit of bit bit lagging, or I think bit, is the we safe were, to say. We were a bit tired. Yeah. We? Doing a show a two-hour radio show every week you know it's not just the talking it's the planning it's the deciding what songs it's the research and it's it's exhausting it really is exhausting so enjoyable and so rewarding but exhausting so we kind of took a bit of a, a break towards the end of the summer and we went right we're just gonna sit down recharge our kind of batteries um get the creative juices flowing again and see where we want to go next and thus overstudies 2.0 2.0 uh, 2.0 2.0 <laughs> 2.0 2. what did i say 2.0 2. 2 point oscar 2 oh don't start that i don't have, <laughs> i don't have the energy to learn another language right now um, yeah 2 i was 2.0 there we go this is the chaos that we promised it's what five minutes in and we're already there (laughs) 
Movie Studies 2.0 was born and we have decided to take our concept into a podcast, um, hopefully weekly. That's our kind of aim. Um, but yeah, we're going to see what happens. Thank you for joining us. And I hope that you are ready for coming on this journey with us. Uh, we're really excited to have you along for the ride. Um, and like, you know, if you are an old school listener who's come back, thank you for sticking with us. If you're a brand new listener, thank you as well. Um, or oh, sorry, whichever, you know, yeah. suits best. <laughs> um, if you want to go and check out all our previous radio shows, you can do. If you want to get an idea of what's to come, um, head over to our website, overstudies.co.uk. All our past shows are on there. Just click overstudies on air. Um, but I guess that's enough of looking back and it's time to move to the future. Back to the future. So I guess the next thing to talk about is uh, what the plan is for this episode. I think the main focus is really just expanding on why we love theatre, what what inspired us to kind of get into theatre, start talking about it, start paying attention to it, our own kind of experiences really, and how how that's developed up until now. Yeah, you know, we don't want to cover over kind of old ground because we are aware that as we've said, our entire previous archive is out there if people want to go and have a listen. Um, and we will have some returning listeners. But equally, for those who are brand new, it's about explaining why we are where we are, really. But what better way of doing that than by talking about some of the shows that mean the most to us? Yeah, and we've both got very vast kind of opinions on theatre. We both like very different shows and have very different favourite shows, but also have a very different like experience of theatre from like growing up and like what we were involved in and things like that. So there's just there's so much going on over here. Yeah, there is. And I think, again, you know, that, that all links back to how the idea for Overstudies and then Overstudies itself started of theatre wasn't really like a big kind of thing in our friendship at first either. It was just a case of, oh, this is a thing. And part of that was obviously down to things like the pandemic and there not being theatres. And it was when they opened, that was when we were like, oh, you like, you like theatre. I like theatre. It was literally that Spider-Man meme of Spider-Man pointing at each other like, you like theatre? I like theatre. Same. Like it was, it was a weird moment when we both realised how into theatre we actually were. Yeah. And then we went to see um, a show about primary colours that one time. Um, and it's not changed from there. No, we've, we've been to see a lot more since. Um, yeah. And have, uh, yeah, vast vast amount of shows a vast, yes a vast, i think well i think this year um we're gonna be like i'm gonna be about 50 shows most of which we've seen together so i yeah. think i'm at like 40 something yeah at a, this point a lot of theater um but let's take a deep dive into just some of those shows and find out which ones are important to each of us for whatever reasons they may be so Becky, you are a self-confessed theatre kid through and through. Oh yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about growing up as a theatre kid. Ooh. How did you, how did you become a theatre kid? Well, 
my dad was a techie. Like he used to do sound um, at Batley Variety Club, like grew up doing um, theatre himself, came from a very kind of musical background. Um, And like my aunties uh, were all so into musical theatre. Like my auntie was constantly, you know, like leading in local productions and things like that. Um, And then I think I was about 13 when I did um, Oliver uh, with a, like a local amateur dramatics yeah, yeah. group. Um, and I was like, actually, you know what? I love this, but I'd always been really into music and drama and things like that. Like it had always been part of just like my family's culture, I guess not culture is the wrong word, but like it's how my family spent time together. Yeah. Um, and I did Oliver and then I did My Fair Lady and I was like, actually, I really enjoy this. But then I kind of branched into dance instead of like musical theatre. Um, and then just kind of, it fizzled out a little bit. And then I saw, because, you know, just being a teenager, like you have a million different interests at once. And then I saw Chicago for the first time on stage and I was like, no, this is, this is what theatre can be. And it's not even that groundbreaking Chicago, but the fact that the orchestra is on stage and it's a film that I adore and have loved for, well, pretty much as long as I can mm. remember. Um, I think it was just a, a, a like, oh, theatre doesn't have to be these, you know, old, old timey musicals that are set in like the Victorian era. Um that you know it's nothing kind of different I was like oh actually you know it can be a a fun kind of like dark musical fun and dark is a weird combo but like a dark musical um fun and dark is something actually we will be looping back to later on in this chat I think yeah um but you know just kind of it wasn't a I think I grew up watching like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, King uh, King and I, you know, Joseph, all these kind of traditional musicals. And then I saw Chicago and I was like, actually, it's so much more than that. Yeah. And ever since then, it's just been where, where my brain has gone. It's very music kind of different. We've very different tastes we in are. like musical theatre. It's, it's funny that you mentioned Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and The King and I specifically, because they link very deeply into my intro to theatre because my auntie and uncle worked in the West End. They, My uncle worked on both of those shows as a carpenter. Of course. Um, and at the Palladium. So I've been in... in grossed in musicals in theatre since a very young age. You know, I went to um, drama school, not drama school, like drama clubs, like Saturday drama school kind of thing. Um was always in school plays and stuff. Um, and then, you know, got to like my GCSEs was like, I want to want to do drama and attempted to act, um, which actually I was quite good. But like, I look back now and I'm like, wow, wow. Why did I, why was that the route I want to take? And then as part of that, um, as part of being at secondary school, learn about the techie world that your dad was in, about the lighting, about the sound, about the direction, about all the stuff that brings a show together that you don't get just by seeing them. Um, and actually where this kind of started to come to uh, the forefront was, was again at my GCSEs when we studied Blood Brothers um, and being able to then kind of like delve into some of the imagery um, and the um, 
meanings and the, you know, all that kind of stuff uh, that's in that show and how you can do that, not just through the words and the, the acting, but how the lighting can have an impact, how the staging can have an impact. And that kind of made me want to know more. And yeah, we got into then, um, I did A-level drama, um, went down a directing route and directed as like my, my kind of like chosen skill speciality, um, and fell in love with the work of John, John Godbert, which is again, like very kind of people led pieces, um, with again, some great kind of imagery and, and meaning behind it and getting to be creative. Um, and then we got to our improv and actually in our improv, we did a, a kind of an improvised dance scene to, um, a song from Chicago. See that I would love to see. Is the video footage I anywhere? I have found a DVD oh earlier my God. on today saying A level, and I don't know which production it is, but I have a feeling it might. I'm not in it. Remember? <sighs> no, but that's so I annoying. It. See, all my recorded versions of my shows, I'm in, and it's really obvious. But I'll dig them out. Why not? It'll be funny. Yeah. Like just just for no one else but us. Yeah. Like, ah, that's me to be fair like, I'm not averse I'm not in mine I'm not averse to like putting some of my direction on our social media yeah but what will everyone else think <laughs> yeah probably not like it um, but yeah no I think I was then lucky enough to move to London um, kind of fresh out of uni so I've musical theatre has gone hand in hand there's not much I've not seen in the last few years except famously Hamilton like let's get that out of the way now I haven't seen Hamilton yet and I know nothing about it yet. I have heard about two Hamilton songs one of which is because of overstudies yeah sorry about that so, um but yeah it's it's actually funny because I'm the opposite because living in the north I was limited on kind of like what shows I could see a because like I couldn't, there's only so many I could afford, not that I can afford them now, but you know what I mean? Like, and it was limited on what actually was touring. So my musical theater kind of growth was based on what was touring at the time. Yeah. And I've seen some really random things that have toured. Like I have seen Blood Brothers. I saw the tour. I saw Dirty Dancing. Like I've seen, I saw High School Musical, which was brilliant by the way. Um, but like, you know, one all that you, kind of stuff. One thing you should know about Becky is that her favorite musical stroke film stroke anything is High School Musical 2. No, that's just favorite film. Favorite musical is something else. But favorite film of all time. But it's a musical it's not, film. Not Technically not my favourite film, but I think it's one of the greatest films of all time. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll come let's back to that. Not, not delve into a High School Musical 2 chat right now because you know I will be here all day. Um, but no, my, my musical theatre experience and theatre experience in general was reserved for Shakespeare and whatever was touring at Bradford Alhambra. Like that was my options. Yeah. Um, but then since moving to London, I think I've had so much more opportunities to kind of catch up in a way I think is the best way to put yeah. it I'm catching up on everything that I've not just not had the chance to see but I think that goes true for both of us as well you know some of the shows we've seen over the last kind of 18 months at this stage there's some that I have no excuse for having not seen like in before that um things like Dear Reverend Hansen I only saw for the first time earlier on this year yeah but to be fair it only opened like 2019 like November yeah, pre-pandemic so that can, that can be allowed yeah Hamilton, on the other hand. Uh, it's 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 a hard one to get tickets for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, let's then, you know, to kind of get things up to stage, we had near enough two years with no theatre. Yeah. 
we had the global pandemic, which we're not going to go into because it's in the past. I'm sure we all want to forget it. But, you know, it was a really difficult time for people in theatre, for the industry as a whole, for performers. Um, And I felt like a big bit of my life was missing. Um, I didn't necessarily realise at the time just how much, but once theatre came back, I was like, wow, I haven't seen a show in so long. I need to. And I was going into, as soon as we could, I was like, I'm getting in, getting in those theaters. Saw six, um, saw a little show called Heathers. Um, Never heard of that one. And then <laughs> we started talking about theater. Yeah. Cause I mean, you saw Heathers like Previews. a couple of weeks before me. Previews, yeah. opening week. Um, and then you were like, oh, did you enjoy it? And then we just got chatting and I was like, actually, yeah. And then I think you mentioned West End Live to me. Yeah. And I was like, this, I've never heard of that. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, yeah. this sounds amazing. Why have I never been before? So what is West End Live for, you know, people who aren't, don't know what it is. People like you who have yet to experience the joy. So West End Live is like the Glastonbury of musical theatre and just theatre in general, mm. I guess. Um, it's basically the West End and taught the, the UK's theatre industry takes over Trafalgar Square for a weekend. Um, and it's basically all free. It's just free performances, snippets from all manner of shows, you know, anything from, you know, brand new musicals to kind of operas to comedy shows, cabaret shows, like anything that is on in a theatre could end up at West End Live. And it was just a really fun experience. And it was really the kind of the first time we did something that was beyond our lovers the fact that we'd enjoyed heathers like it was yeah. the first proper theatery thing that we did that was brand new to kind of me and not as familiar because of the pandemic to you kind of thing yeah but that was it as well it was also like a celebration almost of theater and the fact that this coming back and it was so nice to kind of see some of these shows that we hadn't seen for years and years and years or, or ever you know in both our cases um and that was actually, I think, one of the really special things about it is that I went to you, you know, these, there's some shows on the lineup I really want you to see. And you turned around to me and said, well, actually, there's some shows I really want you to see as well. Like there was stuff that was new to both of us. And it was kind of such a founding moment, I think, for what Overstudies has become of here's a show that's important to me or here's a show I like. Um, let me show you let me share it with you. And, you know, there's some stuff that we've both turned around and gone, actually, it's not not for us, like not, I've loved a show and you've gone, it's not for me and vice versa, but there's other been other things as well where we've gone, no, that's, that was good. Yeah. And I think one of those, a good place to start is with one of your favorite shows, um, the last five years. Yes. So those who have listened to previous overstudies episodes will have heard me talk about this show so much, but I think it really is a show that I, I'd not seen it on stage prior to West End Live. Um, you know, I'd seen the film adaptation and I was just really excited to see it on stage, knowing that there was only two characters in the musical and how that was going to play out. And we went to West End Live and it was on on the Sunday, quite near the end of the day. And I was like, no, I need to see this. And I was like explaining the concept to you. And I think you were just kind of like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll see, see what the vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. is. 
you, I was obviously screaming, screaming along to the songs because I love it. And I think I was probably the only person in the crowd that was, <laughs> um, but you just were like, oh, actually, you know, I'll give it a go. If I can fit it in, I'll give it mm. a go. And then we went to go and see it. We managed to see it in closing week at the Garrick Theatre because it did a really limited run because it's the perfect sort of show with only two people, yeah. to be fair. Especially to like reopen the theatre, yeah. essentially. Um, and I loved it. I was just, it's beautiful. Really <laughs> tragic, like Big T, but beautiful as well. And the staging was so simplistic, yet complex. And I think that's one of the shows that, has really made me remember why I love theatre and the fact that it doesn't have to be a show with lots of gimmicks, lots of like bells and whistles and all this kind of fancy sparkly things. You can just have two people on a stage with a piano, a couple of props, um, you know, symbolism in your, your lighting and things like that. But that's all it has to be. It doesn't have to be anything too amazingly complex and you still get the one of the most beautiful pieces of work that you've ever seen and i think there's a reason i love shows like that one act shows that are so simplistic um and shows like again to go back to chicago that are, you know the placement of the stage is different you know the orchestra is visible because they're a, an important character and in the same way that the piano is a character in the last five years and it's yeah it was just kind of a, another example of why we both it was kind of yeah just solidifying that love of theater as a whole absolutely i think you know as well a love for a staging particularly a simplistic staging or a one-act show or a, an alternative show i guess um is really something that's kind of underpinned overstudies as a whole um, another show I think that kind of comes into that that we or, or should I say comes into that um, that we discovered at West End Live last year is is the Choir of Man yes which we read about and were like in the program and we're like this is intriguing and we were like this could go one of two ways this yeah. could just be very laddish very um, quite toxic in its kind of like promotion of men or it could be done really delicately and i'm I'm pleased to announce it is so well done it's become one of our favorite shows um it's another one actor um it's effectively a jukebox musical with um oh don't call it a musical ben doesn't like that <laughs> who's ben ben norris who is in the choir of man does not like it being called a musical okay um, but it is a musical is let's a musical. be honest um but yeah it takes pop songs and puts a unique kind of twist on them with nine lads um jumping about on the stage having a great time but whilst giving such an important message about community about togetherness um it's a show we love so much um go on to our website have a little look there is a uh, review that becky wrote last year on there if you want to find out more um, it's coming back to the west end as well actually we should mention that very excited um, very very soon in fact by the time you listen to this it might be like out fairly like, shortly yeah um but yeah the arts fair and that's another one that we would never have discovered if we'd not gone to West End Live. And I think it's the that's the importance of things like this, of, of these festivals, is you get to see shows that otherwise you may never get to see. And it is all free. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. Like when I told people that it was free, they're like, you're joking. I was like, no, genuinely. Like you just, you, you've got to be prepared to queue. But you, you know, it's, it is all free. You just turn up and you just go in and have a great time um and see some very very different 
shows. Yeah, I mean, like a completely different show again, um, which is another show that's actually come to mean quite a lot to both of us and Juliet. Yes. Um, which we got a little snippet of at West End Live. Hadn't even reopened at this stage. No. It was like a, very much a this is coming soon. Um, and again, pop songs from the works of uh, from the um, Max Martin, um, but with such a unique twist. And it's one of those jukebox musicals that is done so perfectly. Like I don't have a single note that I could, that I would want to change about it. I don't think at this point. No, me I, neither. Cause I saw that was the last show I saw before the pandemic, mm. um, when it was in previews in Manchester. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's again, we saw it. I obviously knew what to expect from the West End live, uh, performance, but then I was like, no, this is a show that I am taking you to. Um, and we both had a great time. So yeah. it was kind of another one that I was like, this is one you we have went, to see. We went for your birthday last yes, year. Yes, we and did. And then I, I just have followed the show so much. I think one of my highlights of the theatre from the last 18 months was cast change for Anne Juliet. I've never seen an atmosphere like it. D- like The best experience just ever. Stunning, stunning. Um, I think uh, stunning in a slightly different way. Um, my show of the year. Um, and I know you saw it a lot and it was kind of one of the defining moments of, of overstudies really. It was one of the first and certainly biggest press nights that we did or press shows we did professionally. I go as reviewers, as, as broadcasters, um, that was lift. Yes. Um, another kind of one act concept piece, I suppose. Um, this is set in a 60 second descent uh, or ascent actually, um, of a London underground lift. Yes. Which when we, tell people about that they're like what yeah and it's just a character piece there is no plot there's no storyline but it just follows some ordinary or so they seem people in this lift um and their lives maybe or maybe not um and i just i think it's so simple yet complex it's so multifaceted but the staging of that show was just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal but so simple like the staging and the choreography and movement it was just a masterclass in how less is more I think Mm. it was you don't need like I said you don't need any kind of bells and whistles you just need what you need and it it works like if you if the music and the artwork as a as a piece is strong enough you don't need all gadgets and gizmos you just need what you need yeah it's this is a show that is fully like you open to interpretation and the writers have said as much is that people will take different things from it um and i think it's one thing one reason why i think it's so clever is just um you it's like a journey on the tube it's different for everyone but yet somehow the same and somehow connected um and i just thought this was such a brilliant concept and you know it's a show i'd known about for years and be able to see it but also then be able to see it with someone who has such of enthusiasm and appreciation for theatre in the same way that I do, being able to discuss it and take different things from it as well. Like you loved it, not to the same extent that I did, but you know, I think it was just, it was nice to have that conversation. Yeah. I think we, we both loved it, but for different reasons, like, and notice different things within the show. Um, Because like one theme I didn't pick up on until the second time I'd seen it, but you'd got it the first time. But the first time I watched it, I was like, no, this is just a love letter to London. That's, that's my main takeaway. And you were like, actually, yeah, you've got a point. Like just the different 
being able to discuss those different interpretations has been so it's kind of therapeutic in a way yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, and to be honest like theater as well has been therapeutic we've both had as i'm sure many of our listeners have as well challenging years yes i think is the way of, of doing it and being able to go and see shows and enjoy them to cry sometimes to feel emotions but also to just be able to kind of share in that collected um enjoyment i guess with both each other but also you know audience as a whole has been so nice it's been such a lovely way of of escaping and i guess it's time to to go to the big show at this point because there isn't any show certainly for us that's been more escapist or more like together and bringing us together and getting us through the hard times than heathers oh if you thought we weren't going to mention it you were you were wrong for the new listeners um we have our regulars will bet how long it takes us to mention heathers in the last well since january we've managed to not mention heathers for one show out of 29 so despite egging each other on literally in a segment that involved heathers ex-Heathers cast members. Yeah. We did well. <laughs> we did. Um, but yeah, Heathers is a adaptation of the cult classic film. Um, and there is no one better to tell us about the cult classic film than Heathers expert, uh, Miss Becky Richardson. Yes. So Heathers came out in the 80s, um, starred the... I- 1880s? 1980s. Okay. Don't checking. get technical with me, okay? Um, very like 80s cult classic um starred the iconic Winona Ryder it was one of her kind of breakout roles very early on in her career um kind of wasn't really a big it didn't do particularly well it didn't do bad but it was just kind of a a standard film but then got a really big cult following um when more people were able to kind of buy the video and kind of you know getting the opportunity to watch it after it had come out um, and then, you know, it got turned into, you know, a little little musical um, that's kind of spiralled out of control. Spiralled out of control. Yeah. Um, Heather's Mania. Um, because the musical was in workshops as early as 2010, yeah, I think. It's like a, it's been around for a while, but what we know it as now is actually quite new. Yeah. Um, so it did a, a run in America, um, has been very much changed for its West End debut in 2018 um, with Carrie Hope Fletcher. Um, had some workshopping that happened before that. Did a sellout run at the other palace, then transferred to the Theatre Ro- uh, Royal Haymarket for another sold out run, then went away. Then came back after the pandemic. Was announced, I think, just before, along with a tour. Yeah, because well, I... was announced just before. I got tickets to the tour. I distinctly remember it because it was the day after my birthday in 2019 and i was like oh my gosh this is the best best news ever um and then, and then pandemic got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and it yeah came to the theater or home market again to reopen that one and went out on tour across the uk and then after it shut at the Haymarket, we thought that's it oh no it then reopened the other palace as well and it's been there ever since it's booking through to february 2023 um and we have seen heather's about a dozen times, actually, I think. I'm on I'm on double figures now. Yeah. Which is impressive to say that I think I've reached double figures and it hadn't even been a year since I'd seen it the first time. Yeah. Um and it's not it's not the best show. It's not it's not a 
award-winning, groundbreaking show by any means, in the same way that the film isn't. No, but it's fun. It's quite dark. It's extremely dark Incredibly at times. Incredibly dark. Um, we won't give anything away if you don't, if you are aware of it. But it is, it is very, very dark. But there's been, there's actually some really interesting messages kind of contained within it. But it's also just enjoyable, and you can. It is one of those shows that you can truly go in, sit in the black space, ignore the outside world, and just have a laugh. Feel a bit uncomfortable about yourself, about what's being shown there's there's bits of everyone in there um but i think for me one of the most incredible things about heathers has been the community that has um come around it um you know we've met we've we've bonded our friendship has been built on a, a healthy heathers foundation um but there's also so many other incredible people out there who we've met we've chatted with um we've introduced to heathers and it's a show as well that doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon I say this with love, but it's like a cockroach. You just can't kill it. Like mm. it's it's literally won't go away. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that for me personally. Other people might be a bit fed up of it. They might be fed up of me talking about it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's unstoppable, I think, because it resonates with so many people. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you just have to look at the number of pe- different people from different walks of life, different backgrounds who are coming together and seeing and viewing and, and bonding over this show to see just how special it is. Um, and, you know, it's been done by people covering it in the musical theatre world, people doing it as an audition songs. Uh, Riverdale did an episode about it that I've still not seen, but like Heather's Mania is a thing. Um, and yeah, long may it continue. Yes. I think. Um, and we will be doing, hopefully, if, if everything goes to plan with the podcast we will be doing a Heather's episode at some point because you know it's something we can fully just take a deep dive into and talk about for hours um because like I say it's been a very big part of of overstudies I mean it's a lot of our inspiration for like the name comes from the the concept of overstudies comes from understudies and overanalyzing theatre and that's something we have both done a lot of when it comes to Heather's and it's a it's a show that we've I think we've actually seen more cover shows than we've seen full yeah, cast yeah. shows. Yeah. So it's very much like responsible for part of that inspiration, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um we'll move on from Heather's because we could talk about it all day, but like I say, we'll do a dedicated Heather's uh episode in the future. Um any more shows you want to bring up before that have, have kind of like helped to mold over studies or mold what we're doing? Um, I think mainly it's just been the odd shows that we've seen, not shows specifically, but just seeing shows we wouldn't have normally gotten to see if it hadn't been for this, like all shows taking a chance on something that we might not have necessarily, it wouldn't have been our first choice, but then have come out loving it. Like Hedwig, going to see Hedwig Hedwig and and the Angry Inch um, in Leeds. It's it's something I've wanted to see for years, but you were like, oh, come and give it a go, see what happens. Yeah. And we both loved it. Broken Wings is another one, which we will need a whole episode to discuss. One of the most beautiful show, if not the most beautiful show I have ever seen. Um, Yeah, it's just been stunning. But it's not just about the the name shows like the big shows it's also been other things that we've discovered because of this show or through this show that we wouldn't have gone to otherwise 
for instance, a um, kind of annual production called Roles Will Never Play. Yes. Where we see people from across the West End, some of the most talented up and coming stars coming and singing songs from shows, from roles that they would never normally perform. So, you know, I might turn around to, to, to Becky and go, right, I want you to go and perform um, uh, Romeo from Anne Juliet. It's a role you'd never normally do, but you'd, you'd give it a go. I would absolutely smash that. I would be brilliant as Romeo. But she yeah, the, the point of the show is like giving people the opportunity to engage with material that is not written for them yeah. and put their own twist on it and it's just such a fun experience and understands the need for like certain roles to belong to certain people but you can have a bit of fun with it yeah outside of that exactly like within the context of a show a gender of a role sometimes or a color of a role sometimes can be hugely important and hugely integral to the show but roles goes actually Yes, we respect that. But let's give someone who just wants to sing the song for the love of the song a chance to, as as Becky says, put their own take on it. And I think it's really special to have something like that. But it's also opening up those conversations about do roles need to be done in a certain way just because it's been done traditionally like this? Does it always have to be? And we've seen more and more shows this year coming through breaking those gender stereotypes which I think has been another kind of big bonding point for us. Yeah, I mean, a, another show we will have to dedicate a full episode to is Legally Blonde. Legal, yeah. One of the most groundbreaking shows of this year. Productions and, of this show, yes. I should say, because Legally Blonde itself obviously has existed for a while, yeah. but the the production at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre this year is going to go down in the history books as a turning point for British theatre. Well, international theatre. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like back to the idea of cabarets though, the other big one that we discovered entirely by chance because of overstudies, the Tight Lads. Yes. Uh, the Tight Lads Live. Two shows they've done. Um, this is a, another podcast by three musical theatre fans, professionals, um, who all trained together and decided to, to branch out similar to what we've done really. Um, but they did a live show earlier on in the year where um, a performer that we'd been following, um, May Tether, who was in Heathers um, at the time, she'd just come out of Heathers, um, was performing in. And we went, yeah, we'll go along and had such an incredible time. Had so much fun, like such just a fun experience to do something different. I think that was the thing. It was, you know, the first show was a, a one one act kind of cabaret question and answer stand-up comedy sketch situation and it was just so much fun because we were like we if we'd have seen this we you know just passing we might not have necessarily engaged as much yeah. um but you know now that we have we're like i'm so glad that we were like yeah we'll give it a go yeah and there's so many other people who are saying we want to go to the next one like who've heard us talk about it and i think power of um word of mouth is so, so incredible uh, and important to cabarets, to smaller shows in particular at the moment. I think like Broken Wings, you know, we've heard so many people who went to see it on the recommendation of other people. And I think it's something we want to achieve with Overstudies is spotlight these, not lesser in terms of importance, but lesser just as in, you know, not as not as well known, not as big um, shows that are out there and say to people, actually, yes, go and see your Hamiltons, your Les Miserables, your Phantom of the Operas, but also go and see 
your Heathers's, your Lifts, your um, Tight Lads Live cabarets, yeah. you know. There's so much out there and it's been, it's been a joy actually to both go and discover these things ourselves, but then to tell the world about them. And that's something I'd hope we can continue doing with this podcast. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I guess that's, you've kind of taken the words right out of my mouth there, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so that's just a little kind of overview, um, roundup of some of the shows that have meant a lot to us over the last year and um, maybe giving you some ideas as well of, of shows that you can go and see. So that's the end of things. Cause I think if we carry on, we'll be talking forever. Um, we've had a great time putting this together. Haven't we? It's been, it's been fun. It's been a learning curve. Definitely. It's very different doing a podcast to doing live radio. Mainly because you can go back and edit it. Yeah, and that's the scary thing. I don't. I'm. I actually almost don't want to listen back to this. It makes it harder because if we know we've got it wrong, we can just be like, we want to stop now. Yeah. Whereas, whereas when when you're live on radio, anything goes. To be yeah, fair, as I've said, it's live radio. Anything can happen. That was yeah. my catchphrase for. Anything can happen within the Ofcom regulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was podcast number one. Um, it's flown by. Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts though if you want to get in touch with us we'd really 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 like to hear from you yes um, but no you know have we have we discussed enough have we done too much have we done too little um, any ideas you've got for future things you'd like to hear us bicker I mean discuss on the radio um, we're on social media yes you will find us um, on Twitter at Overstudies and on Instagram as at overstudies blog you can also drop us an email uh, stage at overstudies.co.uk um, or you can head over to our website which is overstudies.co.uk and there's a little contact form on there as well if you wanted to go you know kind of through that route yeah. the option is there <laughs> yeah um, but equally you know as as far as the website goes as well we've got various reviews we've got news we do a sort of a little news roundup of um, the headlines and we try to um, we've got uh, all our old radio shows are on there and of course uh, this podcast will be able to be available there as well as hopefully will future ones yes um, but yeah you know we, we really would like to hear from you if you've got a few moments to let us know your thoughts um please do it it means a lot to us um, becky also looks after all the social media in the places uh that you won't have heard of like where <laughs> i don't know i'm just using a line from choir of man uh, yeah I'll, I'll allow it um i am in charge of those though, so if you do want to chat to me specifically you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we have we have some ideas um, of things as well if there, as I say if there's stuff that you want us to discuss please do let us know and get in touch um, but for now it's goodbye from me Charlie and goodbye from me Becky and we will see you on the next Over Studies podcast bye bye <laughs>